saw last time the first opinion about how they split up Eretz Yisrael. And we saw that uh, the Eretz Yisrael was apportioned to feed the Shvatim, but the portions of each Shavit weren't equal. And therefore, even though they could have understood in advance which how it was meant to work, because they the bigger Shavit would get a bigger portion. But the girl was just there to confirm what Yosha had already told them and what Elazar had already seen in the Urban There's another opinion also brought down, and that is that the portions of the Shvatim were each equal. But that would come out that some Shvatim per capita got a much bigger piece of land than others. In other words, if all 12 pieces were equal and some Shvatim were 74,000 people, the other Shvatim were 32,000 people, then it would come out uh, a much bigger difference. And really the arguments of Machalik's and the Pasuk, how we read the Tzivu in the Torah, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe how he's going to apportion it to Israel. So the Pasuk says like this in Pashas Pinchas, Vaydabra Hashem al-Moshe le'emor, le'ero techalek ha'aretz, v'nachelo b'misper shemers. These are the ones that you'll have to give as Israel to, as a nachelo. And it says, l'rav tar b'nachelo soi. For those who more, you should make a bigger nachelo. And the ones who are smaller, you may give a smaller Each person, based on how he's counted, that's how we give out the Nakhla. The way Rashi explains this is the way we explained it last time. The Rashi and the Ravid, they understand it's talking about the Shavit. And therefore they understand to a bigger Shavit, you give more Nakhla. To a smaller Shavit, you give less Nakhla. So it'll come out that each which means each person, regardless of the Shavit he's in, is going to get the equal Nakhla. And therefore, when you're giving out the portions, we have to give out the bigger portion or a smaller portion. It didn't take into effect what might become. Right. You're asking very good. We're going to see it in two minutes and get to the Ramban. And then if I just to see Rashi, what Rashi says, the Shevet, uh, Shevet, which had more people, a more popular Shevet, they gave a bigger portion. Right. And therefore, the Chalakim weren't Shavim. The way they started the portions was to feed the size of the Shevet. And he says the girl was just there to show the Ruach HaKadosh. Right, so that's the uh, Rashi's Mahalach. Now, the Adam of Hashem bring another possibility to read the Pasuk. But where are we from? brings another Mahalach from the Sifri. And he, the way he understood it to be is that each of the Shvatim got an equal portion. And therefore it would come out that each that the size of the the parts of land given to a smaller shepherd were bigger than the size of the lands given to a bigger shepherd. In his Lashon, Shalani Skarka the Karpach the Gavri. Israel wasn't slurred to the amount of people. And the Shvatim is Chalkashneim as the Chalakim Shabim. It was given to the Shvatim 12 equal portions. But not all Koshavit, Achalik Shiasa guarded up. And therefore the girl, no one knew it was going to come out because all 12 portions were equal. And each shepherd got its portion and then had to divide its portion between the people in the shepherd. Right, and if that's the case, the question is how to read the Pasuk, because then they have to read the Pasuk backward. And that is that the Rav, Tarvin when we explain uh, that the bigger Shevet would get a bigger portion, we have to explain the other way around. And that is that you have to split it into more pieces if, uh, if you have a bigger Shevet, and in smaller Shevet, you split it into less pieces because it works to feed the amounts of people. Tarvin more Nachalos? More so we have to split it into more, right. We might be the amount of portions we have to split that into because the bigger Shevet. Right. The Ramban himself asks a question on this. And that is, really the question the Malvim also asked, and that is, in what way did Yosef get a double portion? In what way did Yosef get a double portion? 
And the second, the second Nikkot that we find is that we saw the Bnei Menashe came to complain. The Bnei Menashe came to complain that we don't have enough ground. And uh, if we're going to understand that the Shvat, that the Chalakim were given out, the fee the size of the Shevet, that's how big the Chalak was, so why, why did Bnei Yosef have a complaint? Right, they should have been given per capita the same amount as everybody else. So if there were more of them, they should have been given more ground. He's asking on the right. So he's asking on the first shot, right. He's saying, if you're going to say that the Chalakim were equal, and that's why Menashe felt we left out because we have a very small piece of ground for a lot of people, then we understand the argument. But if you're going to say that everyone's given the same size ground, and just therefore the, it was pre-organized like, how big each Chalak was, what was Menashe's complaint? But the truth is, the Ramban says that even on the second argument, he doesn't understand. Because even if you're going to say that it was given the fee, like the way the rival it was given out to feed the amount of people, we still have the same question. Why was Menashe complaining? If, if it was worked out that everybody got the same amount of ground, so then that shouldn't have been more crowded than anyone else. So what was the complaint? So because of this, Ramban adds a new dimension into the way they gave out the land, which is really coming from the Gemara in Baba Basra. And the Gemara in Baba Basra asks a question which is really a stereo. And in a very complicated mathematical sugya, the Gemara tries to be a stereo. And that is in the one place, the Torah says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Eretz Yisrael to the generation who came into Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, the amount of people that it's going to go, was split up into was the amount of people into Eretz Yisrael. All the men between 20 and 60 who came into Eretz Yisrael, they were given a chedek. So how many portions do you have to count, divide Eretz Yisrael into? Into the 603,550 people that came into Eretz Yisrael, that's how many individual portions of land that Eretz Yisrael was divided into. But there's another passage which says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises Israel to the people who left Mitzrayim. The Yetzim Mitzrayim. And if that's the case, right, says the Gemara, the difference will be, let's say a man left Mitzrayim, and in the Midbar he had ten sons. So if Mitzrayim, if the Chalik of Israel is given to the people who left Mitzrayim, so then that will be one portion, and now his ten sons will have to split that one portion. But if it depends on the people who are going into Israel, so then it will be ten portions, because the ten sons are all going into Israel. Similarly, in the reverse, if you would have people who left Mitzrayim, let's say, and the, 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 those were part of the families who died out in the Midbar, so those Chalakim, well, they wouldn't be going to anybody with their sons because they didn't have sons. Um, now, a prime example, there is Tzlafchot. Tzlafchot was a Yetzir Mitzrayim, but Tzlafchot never made it to Israel. Like the Apostle says clearly, Tzlafchot died in the desert. So what do these daughters want? If Israel was given to the people coming to Israel, Tzlafchot never got there. If Israel was given to the Yetzir Mitzrayim, then the daughters have a, compl- have a argument to say that um, since our father left Mitzrayim, he deserves a part of Eretz Israel. He had no son, so give it to us as his daughters. Okay. So Gemara's resolution is that really it's a bit of both. In other words, the Eretz Israel was split up um, to the amount of, to, based on the people who left Mitzrayim and based on the people who went into Eretz Israel. And how do we reconcile it? So this is the complicated Cheshmer of the Gemara. As the Gemara there comes to Cheshmer, the beginning of Perak that the way it worked was that the amount of people who went into Eretz Yisrael, uh, that's how many portions they got. Then it went backwards to the ancestor who left, Mitzrayim, left Mitzrayim. And then it was split up by the amount of people who left Mitzrayim and then given back to the sons again. So, for example, let's say, we'll just go back another door to make it simpler. Let's assume we have two, a man who leaves Mitzrayim. This man has two sons in the Midbar. 
The one son has four children, four grandchildren, let's say, and the other one has two. So the, the, those coming into Israel will be six, the, the, the daughter of the grandchildren. Right? The way it will work like this Cheshpun is that therefore the six Chalakim of Eretz Israel, apportioned to this family. Now it's going to go back to the amount of people who left Mitzrayim. So it will go back to the grandfather who was the heir to Mitzrayim. And then it will be split equally between his two sons. So it will come out that the, the one family will get three. So each will have a little bit of a bigger portion. I'll also get three and a little bit of a smaller portion. In other words, it was a Cheshpun based both on the heir to Mitzrayim and on the Nechmas Eretz. And therefore the Gemara wants for that to resolve both questions. How could we, as the Torah says, that the possibility of so that it says to these people that will begin at Israel, the Eidat Echarekarets, the ones who just counted now before they went into Israel. At the same time, we find Ratzlavchot that it's not Tzali who went into Israel, it's Tzali who went out of Mitzrayim. Okay, now if you follow that Chesh, when it comes to Ramban, I mean, it's a Chiddush because it's his way of thinking of it, but if you follow the story in the Torah, I mean, it's actually, it stares you in the face. And it says the Ramban, we see. We twice Klai Shalom counted. The one time when they left Mitzrayim, and then there was a counting for each Shavit, how big each Shavit was. And now again, in Pashas Pinchas, 40 years later, when they were about to come into Israel. And he said, we find that the biggest difference in the size of a Shavit between the original count when they left Mitzrayim and now when they came into Israel was Shavit Menashe. Most Shvatim were more or less the same. One or two were much smaller, like Shimon and Binyamin, were much smaller the second time around. Right, because Shimon lost 24,000 people by Balpoor, and Binyamin lost eight families when they ran away from the Knanim after Aaron Akoin died. Right, so they were much smaller. And the only one we find a very dramatic increase is in Shevet Binyamin, Shevet Menashe. In the first count, Menashe was 32,000 people, and the second count, Menashe was 52,000 people. So there's a much bigger increase. It says the Ramban, that's why Menashe came to complain. Because even though it's true, the land was given out by people, but Lemayah said it also depends on the amount of people which left Mitzrayim. And Menashe had so many more people from the ones who left Mitzrayim that there wasn't, like every man, there wasn't enough room for everyone. Whereas the other Shvatim, the, the difference between the first count and the second count wasn't so big, so they didn't feel the same, the same lack of space because of the, how, how the Nachal was given out. Um, this also was one of the reasons we said last time that Moshe gave Chatisha of Menashe to every Yardin. Because Moshe also solved this problem. And there's so many more people from Menashe that they're going to need another place. Alright, I guess that's the different ways to explain the, the way that the Eretz Yisrael uh, was divided. Okay, so now we go back to the Apostle Bas and Yeshua. And we saw that there was three Chalakim to the division. The one was done by Yeshua. He, 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 he as the leader told everyone what their Chalak was going to be. It was backed up by Lazar Akoyen, who saw in the Urim Tumim which Chalik was meant to be to which Shavit. And then the third verification, so to speak, was the fact that the Nasi took the Chalik out of the, so to speak, the lottery of the different Chalakim. So there was two bowls, if you want to call it that. One was the names of each Shavit, and the other was the names of each Chalik. And therefore, they took one out of each one. So we came with Shavit Sansa with this piece of land. Which just backed up what Yeshua had said and what Elazar Cohen had said based on the Rebbe And each one more name which Rashi adds into it, and then the Nasim were the ones who picked the lots. It wasn't that Yeshua picked lots for them, the Nasim picked the lots, and each Nasi picked his own Shavit. So the Nasi. The allotment of Eretz Yisrael into the Chalakim of the Shvatim was done in this public setting, and uh, between all the Chalakim of Israel and each Nasi on the path of their Shavit. 
the, then the in-tribe division of, of the Shevet itself, right? In other words, how once Nasi had, let's say, taken the piece of land for Shevet Yosef, or Shevet Ephraim, whatever it's going to be, how that split up into the various families in Ephraim, into the various men, men of each family, that the Torah doesn't tell us how it was done the of the lottery. Right? It could be that it was done by the Nasi. He decided who's going to get which chalik, or maybe it was done by Haskama, whatever it was. We don't find this nice repeating itself on the next level, right? in other words, to each individual parcel of that. Okay, so that was what happened. That was the first what we saw, how Esh was giving out. Now, immediately when Yeshua starts giving out Eretz Yisrael, there's a, a request put forward. And we see holding by Perakitad, it was like, Vav, Vayikshu B'nai Yehuda Yeshua. Vayikshu also B'nai Yehuda come forward to Yeshua, and they say, before you do the Chadokah, I want you to remind you of something. Vayayim Reilah. Kalev ben Yefune Aknezi, and Kalev was still alive. Yes, we have this expression. Kalev was one of the two Miraglim who survived. So Kalev comes now to Yeshua, and he says, I told you that as a Dava Shadib Rashem and Moshe Shalakim, Alay Daisalara de Sechel Kalish Barnea. Kalev says to Yeshua, You remember what Moshe told me and you in Kalish Barnea. Kalish Barnea was when the story of the Miraglim, they have the Kalish Barnea, and Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that. Because of they sent them out from Midbar and they went from Kadesh Barnea. Right? So what what Moshe, what Hashem promised Moshe? Right? It says Zadasi Kalev Avdi Kalev. Right? And he'll give him Eretz Yisrael, and uh, I'll, I'll, and I'll bring so I'll give him the land that he went to, which was Hebron. And therefore, Kalev comes to Yeshua and says, Before you start giving out Israel, I have a promise from HaKadosh Baruch to Moshe that he's going to give me Hebron. And that's what he's going to say. I was 40 years old. When Moshe sent me from Kadesh Parnea to Sfayadar Israel, I returned to him what was in my heart. And what he meant by that was, Kalev went along, so to speak, with the Miraglim. And that's why they thought he was one of them. But in his heart, he was always intending to. Disagree with them. That's what he said. What I said publicly was what I was in my heart. But the Rambam did not was going to say. The Acha Yeshe Aluy Me Him Siu or Him Siu or Him Siv Eslev Aam. But Neichim Minay Sechrei Hashem Lekayim. Those who went with me, those are the ones who misled Klai Yisrael. But I was faithful to Hashem. And therefore, by Yishava Moshe by Yemu Leimar. And Moshe. But now look at the interesting thing. By Yishava Moshe by Yemu. Leimar Moshe swore that they sang him. Leimar Aretz Hashem Darcha Raglechaba. The land which you walked on on your own will be yours as a nakhla and for your descendants forever because you are faithful to Hashem. So that was the promise that that uh, Kalev is reminding Yeshua that Moshe had said. If you look what the Pasuk says in Shlach, in Parasha, it's not exactly what it says. What it says is like this. When Hashem is talking to Moshe, and he says to him, he's going to punish all Ka Israel, and I don't know what's going to destroy, they're all going to die in the midbar. He says like this The Abdi Kalev, Ekev Hoysa Rech Kherisimoy, he had a different spirit to everyone else. By Yamalai Akhara, he was faithful to me, that's lost in the Pasuk as well, Kimilai Sakhari Hashem, as he fulfilled his obligation to Hashem. Vabi Yosef El Arta Sheba Shama, and bring to the land which he can, if he went there. And his descendants will inherit it. That's uh, the first thing Hashem says. 
Now, that's not what exactly what Kalev says to Rabbi here. Kalev says two differences. Number one, he says, right. What Shem's Lashon was, I'll bring him to land, his children will inherit it. And Kalev understood it to mean that he and his children will inherit it. Right. I'll bring him to the land, and Zara Yerishana. So there's a clear distinction in the puzzle between the two of them. Is there a practical difference? We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. What do you want? So he says, he said, he said, It will be for you and Akhalai to your descendants forever. Right? That's the first thing. The second point, and this is interesting, the more interesting question, is he says, Vayishava Moishi Bayaymahu. Moishi made a shvur. We don't see Moshe with Ashwa. Hashem was talking to Moshe. And Hashem said to Moshe about Kalev. He's saying, Avdi Kalev, my servant Kalev. Hashem's Shvur is about the Miraglim. He says about all the people who, that Muslim Klai Israel, in Yerushalayim, if they're going to see the land I promised them, they're not going to see it. But Kalev is different. And therefore, I'm going to bring him to Israel. So this is a message from Hashem to Moshe, which obviously Moshe relates to. To Yeshua to call it. Right? So where's the Shvur? Where, where do we see Vayishav and Moshe? Where did Moshe make any Shvurs? If anything, Hashem made a Shvur. So then Yeshua should have said that. It's, much, it's a much stronger thing to say. Hashem promised it to me rather than say Moshe promised it to me. Right? And that's where he's coming from. He's coming from what Moshe told him. So well, we have to confess next year. We'll see these two differences. Why did the... Uh, make it sound like it was Moshe's shvur to him when really it was Hashem's shvur. Number one. And number two, why does he change the language of what Hashem said? It would have been the same thing had he said what Hashem actually said, which means I'll bring to Israel and his children will inherit it. So, so it'll still come to him. So why did he change those two things? That's what we'll see next time. Next.